What's going on everyone? Welcome back to the Wonderful Life of Ministry, derived from 1 Corinthians 16, 15, devoted themselves to the ministry of the saints. This is your brother Josh. Let's go. Today's episode is called, Every Ministry Needs an Intercessor. Every Ministry Needs an Intercessor. And I want to say up front that this episode was inspired by my pastor who preached on Isaiah 59, which I will allude to later. But what I want to drive home today and for every ministry leader and for every ministry and even for every family, every church needs an intercessory ministry. Every church needs a prayer ministry. I'm sure there are a lot of needs in ministry like financial needs, material needs, ministerial needs, but the one need as ministers that you cannot go without is an intercessor. You can minister without money, although, yes, I agree, it is better to have money. You can minister without a building, although it is more convenient with a building. You can minister without resources, although it is helpful to have resources. But if you are ministering without any intercessor, I have three words for you. You're in trouble. And the reason I say that is because, and I say that in love, and I say that graciously, but if you don't have an intercessor, if you don't have a prayer ministry, you're in trouble. And the only thing that can supernaturally stand in between your problems and your future problems in ministry and your God is your intercessor. What's an intercessor? An intercessor is a person who prays on behalf of another. It's not just, Lord, thank you for this food, in Jesus' name, amen. Or it's not just, bless me here and bless me there. No, an intercessor is when a believer in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob stand in the gap between a grave problem and a holy God and pleads with the Lord to show mercy. That's an intercessor. Friend, Money cannot do that for you. Neither resources or even connections cannot do that for you. Not even having your own building can do that for you. But an intercessor can. And if that human being is an intercessor and spirit-filled, you can be amazed what God can do. Not because the intercessor has any power, but simply because he or she stands in the gap and intercedes. A pure example is Abraham in Genesis 18, how he interceded for Sodom and Gomorrah's wickedness, pleading with the Lord if he could find 50 righteous in the land, that he would spare the land from experiencing judgment. And you know the story. And God said he would spare the land. If you are familiar with it, you know how that number dwindled. 
Abraham asked the Lord, Lord, how about 45 righteous or 40 righteous or 30 or 20? How about 10? The Lord said, if there is 10 righteous, I will not destroy the land all because of one intercessor. Not because there was anything special about Abraham, but because he interceded. If you jump with me in Isaiah 59 to emphasize my point on how important it is for every ministry to have an intercessor, the Bible says this in Isaiah 59, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear, but your iniquities have separated you from your God. And your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear. What is iniquity? Iniquity is being literally immoral in nature. It is the act of doing wrong. It is doing the opposite of what God wants you to do. My father always tells me that iniquity is doing your own way. Verse 3, For your hands are defiled with blood. This sounds like today of the audacity to murder innocent lives in the womb. More than 80 million babies aborted in America. It continues saying, your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue has muttered perversity. We have people today, even believers, not knowing what news to believe anymore. Verse 4. No one calls for justice. You have people and organizations who want to defund the police. And it continues saying, Nor does any plead for truth. They trust in empty words and speak lies. They conceive evil and bring forth iniquity. Jump to verse 7. Their feet run to evil. And they make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity, wasting and destruction are in their paths. The way of peace they have not known, and there is no justice in their ways. They have made themselves crooked paths. Whoever takes that shall not know peace. This literally sounds like our day today. Verse 9. Therefore, justice is far from us, nor does righteousness overtake us. We look for light, but there is darkness. For brightness, but we walk in blackness. That's what the Bible says. Verse 10, we grope for the wall like the blind, and we grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday as at twilight. We are as dead men in desolate places. Verse 11, we all growl like bears and moan sadly like doves. We just, we just complain and complain and complain. The same complaining that God heard um, with his people while they were walking in the wilderness. It says, we look for justice, but there is none. And listen to this, for salvation but it was far from us. Salvation was far from us. This is a hopeless situation. Justice is turned back, verse 14, and righteousness stands afar off. 
for truth is fallen in the street and equity cannot enter so truth fails and he who departs from evil makes himself a prey it's like people who who were part of gangs and want to get away and and now they're running for their lives he continues on by saying then the lord saw it and it displeased him that there was no justice and here's verse 16 the lord saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor the lord wondered that there was no intercessor the lord did not say that he wondered that there was no money or no resources or no church buildings or conferences or concerts he wondered how there was not even a single intercessor to stand in the gap and intercede and plead with the Lord for mercy. Because if there was one, the Lord would have shown mercy towards the people of Israel. The chapter does go on by saying that the Lord takes care of it himself because this was his covenant with them in verse 21. But in the context of ministry, when all else fails and evil, especially evil and iniquity is overriding the city and nothing but only God can solve, make sure, make sure you have intercessors around. You know what verse 19 says of this chapter? It says, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. If you are starting a new ministry, a new church, a new family, make sure that you are setting up an intercessory prayer ministry set one up now before you make plans of what to preach or who to call or where to meet make plans now to form an intercessory prayer ministry going back to verse 19 the context of verse 19 it's the Lord who took care of it because there was no intercessor but think about it if there were at least one intercessor what do you think God would have done Heavenly Father as we come to a close Oh God we first ask you for your forgiveness we ask for mercy we at this time plead and intercede 
for our church and for this country that you will show mercy to us oh father may we repent and turn back to you may we experience a revival here in america and may you be lifted up lift up that standard against the enemy as long as we strive to obey you and please you the rest of our days. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.